Hello and welcome to BSG Podcast. I am your host, Chase. We are a gaming podcast where we go over on Mondays gaming news and on Wednesdays we do discussions. In particular, we're going to be going over Epic versus Steam, part one. With me today is Quinn. How are you doing today, Quinn? I'm doing good. I'm also another host of the BSG podcast. And like Chase said, we're going to be covering part one of the Epic versus Steam, I guess, console war, but for Steam or for PC launchers. It's a big So the launcher war. Yeah, so the the launcher war on PC, and this is sort of a bringing everyone up to speed as to where the the launchers are at the moment, and we'll be going into the future as the Epic Game Store gets updated and the Steam Store gets updated. We'll be talking about some major changes that they'll be implementing in the future, and uh, that'll be part two. If you want to get a hold of us, I think the best way you can get a hold of us is through Twitter. You can get us at BS Gamers Podcast. Uh, and if you really want to help us out, it would be great if you left us a review on, you know, BS Gamers. You know, it helps us. We're a small podcast. It does everything we could ever do and more when you do that. And sometimes Quinn touches peepees because of it. <laughs> <laughs> I will touch peepees for reviews. This is true. Chases, no lie, no bamboozles. If you want your pee-pee touched or your shishi touched, leave a review, please. <laughs> Put a little asterisk right there. <laughs> yeah, you have asterisk. Not actually true. This is true BS. <laughs> right. This is some BS. Seventy uh, percent of what we say is BS. So yes. take that into consideration. But I think it's just about time to jump right into it. Yeah. What do you say, Chase? Let's do it. Okay. So today we're going to be talking about Epic Games versus Steam, and. I kind of wanted to get some ideas out about Epic Games, and then maybe we'll compare and contrast. Uh, I know Quinn has been a member of Steam since, like, the beginning of time. I think it's nine years now. Yeah, so you you really have... I I don't want to say you have the best... it's 11 years or 12 years. Did you you, um, start with Steam when it was 2011, when it first came out? Was that around the time it came out? It it came out earlier than that. I believe it came out 11 years ago. So maybe 2007 is when it was officially released for like when it became more than just the launcher for Valve games. Um, It came out in 2003, though. The the Steam as the original Steam was in 2003. Mm -hmm. Um, But I am not one of those guys that has an account that's a million years old. But I do have an account that's pretty old. I think I've been on it for 9 to 11 years. And uh, so I've been on it for a while. I was on during the heyday of Team Fortress 2, which uh, was when it was even even before TF2 was free. So this is a long, long time ago. Yeah. As, as for me, though, I've only been on Steam probably for about three years now, four years. I think right. you were the one who actually got me into it. Right, I forced Chase to the PC because he's he's been a console person forever. So yeah, I mean, I never had a good PC until a, a couple of years ago. I spent right. all my remaining savings to to buy it. After, you know, right before I become unemployed, so now I can just play <laughs> video games. <laughs> right, right. So you could at least do something with your free time. Yeah. And we uh, built that together, too, which was cool. Yeah, I mean, together. You did most of the work. Oh, I, I mean, yeah, you know, <laughs> someone's got to hold the manual. Yeah, but um, I'm kind of actually liking Epic Games Launcher. I know it came out some years ago, but the Epic Games Store has been a recent thing coming up in December 2018. Right, right. Like, Epic as we know it now didn't exist two three years ago it was very much just another studio who wanted or another development studio that wanted their games available on their own launcher and they did have big somewhat big games that they worked on you know they worked on gears of war um so they're not they weren't that small to necessarily say like yes they i mean their first game i think was like zzt or something like that and they weren't even called epic games i think they were called Powtomic, or, or it was basically the city that Tim Sweeney, the the CEO, I think, is right. he the CEO or the owner? I don't know the difference. Whenever um, I say those he, words, well, I guess he's a founder. You could just say that. Yeah, he's the founder, and so um, he, you know, worked out of his parents' basement essentially, 
and uh, he called it like Powatomic, which was the city he lived in. I'm not even sure if I'm saying it right. It's it, it's hard for me to just figure out the proper word. But they did have some like essentially they've been a PC staple for a really long time. They have they like the Unreal Engine is their main contribute like contribution. Yeah, and it competes world. with Unity, and it's huge. I mean, there it's, was the it's Unreal pretty much tournament. the most sophisticated engine in a lot of ways that's that's for purchase that's for use from anyone yeah unlike frostbite and stuff that's like battlefield specific and dice specific but um i want to double check though they also did unreal tournament right that yep makes unreal sense tournament yeah. is all them and i remember yep. that that was uh that was really cool especially with the i think it like was kind of brown groundbreaking when it came out around that time it like there is the un- arena shooter uh it basically came out of quake and unreal tournament and they were pretty much the two rivals in that area so they were definitely like old school pc people like epic has been around for a very long time yeah um you guys should know them famously though for fortnite at least like on the Currently, basic yes. level fortnite is their their one and only <laughs> the thing carrying them through the the year this is the reason i mean fortnite is the reason why the epic game store exists yes i mean i don't think it would it, they would not be competing as big as they are now without fortnite right um, and with it they came like because of fortnite essentially i don't want to say that this is necessarily true, but because of Fortnite, I think like there's been a lot of cross-platform gaming because of it, because they were like really big on trying to get on every platform. And so now other games are starting to, to kind of follow suit. I mean, they were able to make Sony um, say, hey, you should do some cross-platforming with, with Fortnite. And, and that, that's kind of big because, you know, Sony was very against doing anything of that sort in the years uh, um, prior to uh, Fortnite. Well, I think they actually had a really rough patch with Sony, to be honest. I remember uh, at the beginning of Fortnite trying to be on PlayStation, there were issues where people were losing all of their account information and stuff because Sony's cross-platform stuff wasn't the best, Mm -hmm. or they they had a lot of specific rules. So I remember that still being an issue. I mean, now it's probably more ironed out, but for a long time it was a problem. But I think what we're getting at, Chase, is that this is... A new rivalry forming, and yeah. you, being the the less veteran PC player, have chosen a side, the and, epic side. Yeah, and you know the reason why we kind of went over kind of its history is to trying to get to the point that like Epic is getting big, and now huge, they, huge. They're they're a contender, which you may need to pick now. You know. They're competing yes, against for, Steam. For if you like a specific game, if you want Borderlands 3 on the PC, you have to go use the Epic Game Store. And like, here's some awesome things that Epic Games has been doing. For example, they've been uh, they made Moonlighter free. You don't even have to download anything except the game launcher. Well, Moonlighter know. and this War of and Mine. And this War of Mine, yes. I was going to say that as well, Quinn. <laughs> I'm just and, saying. And what they're doing right now, it's kind of like a promotion. I would say this is more like I would say this is more of a promotion than it would be something that's going to continue for the rest of the uh, lifespan of Epic Games Store. Right. Um, but they're giving they're long, they're giving free games every two weeks of 2019. And of these, the next one that's going to be coming out is Alan Wake. Which we're, I know you are excited for, and, and I'm for very honor, excited. and for honor. Well, I'm more two I, games. They promised one game every two weeks, and now they decided we're doing two games because one game is mature and one is teen rated. So yes. they said, "There's a game for everyone. Please come download our launcher. Free games. Woohoo, woohoo!" And aren't you excited for Alan Wake to play that even for free? I mean, I guess I, I, it's nice to have it for free. Honestly, it's been on sale before for like four bucks. <laughs> but That's true, but it's free. And it all you have free, to do is just download. Does, there the... is an incentive there to get it for free. There's another question of was Alan Wake a good port to PC? I don't know. I haven't looked into that. That's but a good point. <laughs> like it could the be Xbox. the worst port for like ever. But who knows? At least it's free. You can try it out. All you have to do is have the Epic Game Store what about for installed. Honor? For Honor was on the PC originally, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was actually you couldn't play it on Steam. You um, could originally not play it on Steam. It was it was only through Origin, or I believe, or Ubisoft, wherever I forgot which company makes it. I'll take a look but really it was, quick while you talk. It was exclusive to that storefront, 
And then it became basically it had such mixed reviews and people didn't really like it and it was okay to the point where they basically threw it on Steam. They threw it on everything. It was free on Uplay, I believe, if it, that's correct, Chase. It was Ubisoft. It, yeah, it was so, on Ubisoft, so Uplay. Yeah. Right. So on Uplay, they gave it away for free. So I don't know that this, like, being on Epic for free is like, eh. I mean, Uplay already gave it away for free, because, and that was on the launcher you had to play it on originally. So it's kind of just like, eh, you yes. know, it's not a very good game. It's not something people are going to be going to Epic for unless they really want, like... I mean, if they didn't get it then. Right. If they didn't get it then, now is an opportunity to get it free now. And um, yeah, and and that's what I did, actually. Well, I mean, not for Alan Wake and For Honor. I will. Right. Don't get me wrong. But for Moonlighter and for This War of Mine. But I mean, I downloaded the Epic Games Store for the first time. um, Minus, I guess, Fortnite, where I played for five minutes. Um, Wow. uh, I downloaded it just to get Moonlighter because I really wanted to play that. Um, It's an indie game, if you don't know. it's an indie uh, dungeon crawling storefront manager game. Yeah. I actually i I went and got installed them. Not installed them. I went and got them for free on Epic as well, even though I own both of them on Steam. But it's like that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm the type of person that if I see a free game, I just go claim it because like why not? Even though I have like probably almost a thousand games on Steam at this point. And it's just like, eh, I'm never going to play the vast, vast majority of these. But a free game's a free game. That's a deal. When I see one, that's a steal of a deal. So <laughs> so going a little bit outside of just these games, maybe we could probably talk about like the difference between Steam and Epic in terms right, of revenue. This is, these are the main things that is separating the Epic Game Store from Steam. And this is a, pretty much the main aspects of what epic is trying to do to reduce steam's hold on the pc marketplace and just as an example in 2013 steam owned roughly 80 percent of the market on pc so that is a ginormous hold of the market and epic is saying that's not going to fly steam has some practices that a lot of people don't like and epic's goal is to try and overcome those by becoming the new or a a competitive platform to steam now who knows if that's exactly true i don't actually know if 30 percent is a lot i mean yes it is a chunk but is 30 percent a lot if the game does really well or something like that so i mean i think more that oh i didn't even mention that you should mention that i'm talking about just 70 percent of the entire pc marketplace is owned by steam and well this is five years ago so we talked about this in an earlier episode but basically what happened was um steam takes 30 percent of the revenue that a game makes on the right um, so if you publish a game on the steam launcher steam platform and it sells for five dollars Steam's taking 30% of that. Yeah. So you're, you're making... Um, we don't, don't have to do the math. Three. But yes, you're making only yeah, 70%. About $3. Of, yeah, you're making like maybe 350 or something. Yeah. And so um, now Epic Games wants to only take 12% of the total revenue. So that's a vastly different number. Um, like That's less much? than half of what yeah. Steam takes. Now, whether or not they're going to stick with this, I hope they do, because uh, they want to give back to the developers far more than, I guess, Steam does. Uh, has Steam had said anything about this? Do you know? No. I, I Steam, feel like they've been Steam very quiet about this. hasn't come back with a, a, a counter or anything. Steam is pretty much sticking to what it is at the moment. And um, Epic uh, is going as well into other storefronts. I think they're also in android if i'm correct like they're trying to get that part no, of the market they're trying too. to it's not there yet oh it's not there yet no. all right because um uh i know they couldn't get into the apple apple store which obviously makes sense uh, right and i know that they take a large chunk as well they take 30 percent as well yeah the um, android store is it's not even on their current roadmap it says to be determined so yeah. that's like years away so they're trying to reduce this to compete against these other businesses, which at least this is what Tim Sweeney says. We don't know if this is what they're going to stay like if they continue to grow. But they're trying to say, hey, this is not good practice. All these um, 
application, uh, not applications, these storefronts such as Apple, Google Play, and Steam, they're taking far too much from the developers. And we need right. to change that. And this is this is their, I think this is their biggest, um, you could say, way of battling against them. Like if you, if anything we say, not only from here on out or what we said before, like the games are okay, they're mediocre in some sense because they've existed for free before. This is where they're trying to hit hard. And I, right. I agree with this. Like this is probably what's my, I mean, I take the sense that this is probably what's best for the industry to reduce this price or this well, revenue so percentage. here's another thing that i was looking into and this is totally correct epic is doing is taking leaps and strides above other companies in terms of giving developers more money but if you look at it from a consumer point of view there is literally no difference in a cons- in the consumer's point of view of what epic's doing there's no benefit for the consumer to give developers more of a cut. I mean, that's somewhat false. And I'm only going to say, I can only give one example, um, is the Metro Exodus game that that came out for $50. But what is the benefit to consumers? It's $10 less than what it usually would be. But that's, that's different than Epic taking 12%. That's a different benefit they gave. I'm talking about the, if we're just talking about Epic giving more money to developers... That affects the consumer zero. Yes. Okay. They I do think... have other like marketing strategies. Like you said, they give, they have games for cheaper and they eat those costs. Like you're going to probably talk about. Um, but ultimately the, the taking 12% as opposed to 30 gives the consumer nothing. Just want to put that out there. <laughs> yeah. So this isn't, probably the best for consumers I right think. but for developers it is a awesome awesome thing and and even if even the uh, storefront um one what? of the things that i was uh reading about was that um epic games was not only learning from steam using i guess you can say um let's just say bots i don't know the actual um format. oh they, so basically if you had the steam launcher or the yeah the steam launcher installed and the epic launcher installed epic would read your steam launcher data and like determine uh, get analytics from it yeah and they got analytics and they learned and they also tried to take information from developers about what kind of storefront they want and actually developers were asking for a more simplified uh version from steam right they were saying that I don't know if it was it was a too complicated or, 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 or whatever, but like if you do look at the Epic Game Store launcher at the moment, and this actually will change in some way soon, um, they don't have reviews. They don't have a way for you to do reviews. And in fact, um, the Metro Exodus game that came out, it's really funny. They actually did the reviews on Steam. Uh, in order to see like how does it how did it how did it do well that's wait. also because it did come out on steam so that's like a whole nother thing it wait 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 wait. it shows to come out a year later did it come out a year later i think that was well supposed it to be the this idea. is so this is another whole controversy that epic had to apologize for but the game was already at a state where you could pre-order it on steam oh you're talking about that yes so it, you could purchase it on Steam, and then Epic later bought the distribution rights. Mm-hmm. But what happened was those people that did pre-order on Steam were still given the game, and that was like still honored mm-hmm. in a weird way. And uh, and I think even the game came out a year ago, so I guess those those games not not as well, big a deal anymore. Right, it's not a big de- as as big of a deal anymore. But like you're saying, there are no reviews on Epic, so you ha- people are getting the reviews from Steam. Yeah. In fact, like uh, I remember when this happened. Well, I don't. I shouldn't say I remember when this happened, but right. Um, they were saying that they were giving. Uh, I think it's called review bombing, where essentially you review very poorly uh, as a group. Right. Um, so this is of this, this happened debacle. with the Borderlands Three. With the release of the announcement of Borderlands 3 only being on the Epic Store yes. at, at first as a timed exclusive. And so what people did on Steam was consumers retaliated by 
giving negative reviews to all of the Borderlands games as a sort of FU because exclusivity is not pro-consumer. No, it's not. It's so always it's pro-consumer weird... if you're on every platform. Right. Like, if you offer on more platforms, it's pro-consumer because they can choose where they play their games. Um, and that's... It's just... It, there's this weird controversy happening where Epic is pro-developer, but is pissing off consumers. But at the same time, because they have so much money, apparently, and they're putting so much money into their storefront to try and beat Steam is that they're also, like, pro-consumer in a lot of ways because they're giving free money. Yeah, like, for example, uh, Shenmue 3, was it? Um, They had a Kickstarter, and they, I think, like, um, Epic Games bought the distribution rights for it as well. Um, And so then they gave them essentially more money. Like, I think they matched the Kickstarter. Is that what it was? Do you remember that stuff? Sure. I mean, that's fine. But I'm talking about like during Epic's summer sale, they gave everyone $10 off, off like every right. off your first and they purchase. Ate, they ate that cost as well. Right. They paid for that. Yeah. But so. that doesn't it's very interesting, too, because during Steam summer sale, you could get potentially 15 bucks off if you just played their Steam game. And that I believe Steam ate the cost of that as well. So but then again, Epic if you use the Unreal Engine, then you get five per- that five percent license fee for the Epic or for the Unreal Engine gets waived if you post on uh, the Epic Game Store. So there's all these benefits on Epic for developers, and like like I said, like the even though they're they're doing a lot to give consumers a lot, it's it's hard to see if they're winning the consumer battle at the moment. I don't. I honestly, I don't think they are. I think for right now, they're winning the developer battle. I think that's right. where they're going to win, hands down. But um, yeah, they are winning. They they pretty much have won that developer battle yeah. at the moment. And um, I think for at least end, larger this games. is going to be a kind of like a trickle down effect, where um, Epic Games will be doing so much, I guess, goodness or or um, good things to developers that it's going to start affecting customers, and maybe they'll get uh, better games or maybe more quality indie games some things that are not tangible right say well so the thing is all that epic's doing i don't think it's good to say they're doing good to developers what they are doing is they're giving developers money that's all they're doing because they're giving essentially i don't want to say write-offs but they're they're basically giving developers more money than they would have seen before which is also a questionable stat because Steam has the largest user base out of PC platforms, so you yeah, arguably you would have sold a lot 80%. more. You you argued earlier that they had eighty percent. They they did so. a, a few years few years ago, so they probably don't have that large of a market. I'd as, still say they have the majority. Uh, yeah, they probably they have the majority, right? So, is it better to sell way more copies or to make more on the copies you sell? Yeah, and so that that would. You probably need some uh, analysts to figure that right. out. Right, like it needs it needs to be analyzed a little bit more. But even even besides that, um, something to talk about is that Epic, if companies don't meet their mark, Epic pretty much pays for that. Say that one more time. If if a game does not meet its intended oh, selling right. point right, right, right. They, on the Epic Game yeah. Store, Epic will actually make up that difference. Which is yeah. insane. So, I mean, that's what they're going to be doing for now. I think that's not something that they're going to hold on to. Right. I think but... this is, is the short-term Blitzkrieg plan to get developers and get consumers to try and switch over to the Epic launcher. This is kind of like, I'm going to probably refer to this quite often. This is the Brexit strategy where they take... Um, so, if you don't know about this, basically english uh developers and not necessarily people who are english but people who are working in england in in the uk uk developers are pretty much ready to to move out of the uk because of brexit because there's a lot of like financial and legal things that hinder developers so it's just easier to move out and france is like hey come on over here we're gonna give you benefits if you move over here 
Um, we'll give you millions of euros. <laughs> yeah. And so this is essentially what they're doing. This is not going to be something that's going to happen for long in France. Right. But basically, they're going to do this until they take a substantial size of the video game market. Right. It's it's to... like their second biggest industry in France or something like that. And so it's like, hey, we we understand the value of these developers. We're going to buy them over here for the, this period of time. And ultimately, in the long run, it's going to make France wealthier. And that's epic. I think that's epic strategy, too. It's like we're going to we know developers are unhappy because we are a developer. We know what they're unhappy about. We're going to give them more money because that's what all developers want. So we're just going to give them more money to come to our platform, make them happy, and then they're more dedicated to our platform. Right. And in the long run, hopefully that makes us a ton more money. Yeah, I, that's exactly it. You know, uh, ever since their success in Fortnite, they want to make more money. The best way is to take over the video game market and, you know, squish Steam out. Right. Um, I'm assuming Steam still makes more as a company, though, right? Um, like in Valve, 2019, $4.3 billion was moved through the Steam store. So if you just take their 30% of that, they at least made like a billion dollars. Okay. In 2019. And 2019 um, is not even over. So I think in Fortnite, they made like $8 billion last year. Was Does that sound right? It's, it's possible. It's totally possible. I'll have to double check. But yeah, I think that's how they're making their money is through Fortnite, right. through the microtransactions. And that's, that's something that's not going to last forever as well. No. And I think Epic really knows that. And I think that's why they're pushing this launcher is that they want other ways to make money besides Fortnite because it's not going to be the popular game forever. And I think actually there were numbers this month and we might talk about this in the news section on Monday, but Fortnite is no longer, at least for a, a week or something, it was no longer the top game played. I'm assuming it was Apex Legend. No, it probably wasn't Apex Legends, but that's something I have to look into. But there was a big, a bunch of people were posting about Fortnite losing a lot of players, and that this could be the start of essentially Epic losing that as the huge financial backing that it is. So just to give a comparison, um, Fortnite made 1.2 billion dollars in revenue during 2000. 18 between yeah, 2017 and 2018 that's insane so but you also have to think that they're putting money into that mm-hmm. and for steam all that money was passive so you think that let's say let's you think 30 percent would be a good number of 1.2 billion is what they made in profit good approximation what or for less for steam or for, for epic, epic games Oh, I think they probably at least like half of that. I would say half of that. You think they made half, even taking away that they. Or actually, maybe they they could have only made like twenty five percent of that because honestly, they hired, I think a thousand employees or something. Yeah, they did a lot of you know asset you know, basically adding more to them, so they're going to lose a lot of profits in that idea. Right. So I'd I'd say yeah, I'd say they're. I'd say it's 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 not a lot. It's not. At the level of Steam, but it, Fortnite as a whole is an insane moneymaker. Yeah. So then now the next thing is, as you were saying, is how they're going to get their storefront to compete with Steam because right because they want anyone wants a, a way to have like more passive income, especially if you're a developer and you're like you're having a period of time where you're working on a game for five six years and you don't have the security of making X amount of dollars after you come out of that. You need a way to fund research and development. You need a way to like make a game that might not sell at first, but you can continue to work on that might get popular as time goes on. And you need a way to fund that. Yeah. And the and last... as I, as sorry, as I get into steam's features and stuff like that, this will, this, yeah. this will come into play as well because valve who owns steam and is a developer on their own. Right. I guess um, valve uses steam to really, push and finance all their research and development and they like that's that's a whole other category that i want to get into and i think epic has seen that you can people have been watching steam for the last decade and a half you can Mm -hmm. see what they've been doing you can see where they've been putting their money and it's really really interesting stuff and they've been pushing things in a, a lot on the pc platform and so I think Epic also wants a share of that pie, not just the storefront pie. I think they want the flexibility of having money from a storefront mm-hmm. to pursue things they want to pursue. 
Do you have any ideas about what Epic Games wants to pursue specifically? I mean, they, they might want to put more money into Unreal. They might want to pump stuff into VR. They might want to do a whole number of things. They might want to p- make Fortnite not just a singular game on its own right, but they might want to make a whole franchise out of it with all mm. sorts of different games that they can update and do. Um, you mean they Fortnite 2? <laughs> like a Fortnite 2 or maybe even just like a Fortnite, but... As Battle Royale, you know, slips away, they might want to go into other genres, much like we see League of Legends now has Teamfight Tactics, which is their auto chess game. And you have Dota now has Dota Underlords, which is an auto chess game. And those are sweeping the market. And arguably, if we look into that article, it might say that auto chess games are more popular than uh, Battle Royales <laughs> and Fortnite. And so they might be thinking, looking into that. Yeah. Or just I, other ways of making money and staying relevant. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that's probably the best thing that Epic Games can do right now. Is make to, money <laughs> is to make passive money right all right so the last thing i kind of want to talk about is the one that you're going to win hands down okay what is that is what are the features that um steam has that i guess epic games would need to to compete against because right. this is so where before, epic loses before i get into this right steam has de- a decade more than a decade on the epic store Right? Yes. I also think that if we compare this launcher war to the console war of like the last generation of consoles. Um, Epic Games is Stadia right now. No, no. And I wouldn't. I would say (laughs) Epic Games is the PlayStation 4 and Steam is Xbox. Oh. Because what happened as PlayStation 3 switched to PlayStation 4 was they focused on games, and that's it. And the Epic Launcher at the moment is pretty much a place to get games and play games. And it is very focused on games. Right, Right. and Xbox was like, you get the Kinect, you get it connected to your TV. There's a lot of features. Yeah, you can can have cable come directly to your Xbox. So you can speak to it. You can have NHL on there. You can speak to it. You can do all these things. It did more than just games, right? Yes. And that is what Steam is at the moment. And by when I start talking about some of these features, you'll see that some of these features are cool, but don't really amount to anything in terms of their usability or their benefit to consumers. Like or the maybe parts. the maybe they benefit consumers, but in a weird way that like is confusing and makes it harder on consumers. So there's there's a long list of stuff that Steam has yeah, that uh, to, maybe not all of them, Quinn. Maybe I'm gonna about, go over all eighty percent. Okay, fuck you. Let's do it. And some of these Epic is planning on implementing like this, like cloud saving, being able to save your games to the cloud. So when you switch devices, all that information is saved and you can just play from your save save point. And Epic does not have this along, with, planning an achievement on, system, uh, along with an achievement system, which right. Steam has but as well. Epic on their um, official roadmap, which is public for or view, viewable by the public, uh, cloud saves is targeted to come out in july which is this month it's obviously a little bit behind but that means it's it's one of the first things they want to get done so it should be coming within the next month at least which is good for people who want cloud saves Um, and that really just benefits games right like they're focused on games Mm -hmm. another thing steam does is user profiles meaning you can customize your profile. It's public-facing. People can look at your profile. They can see your your rarest achievements. They can see your rarest items that you have, your favorite game, reviews you posted, images you posted, all that stuff. Another thing is just reviews in general. Steam, you can have reviews. And I think it's good, for consumers at least, to have the ability to review bomb things. And I know that might be a controversial statement, but I think it gives users a lot of power over what they want or won't accept in games. How do you feel about that? Uh, I agree that it needs to exist. 
Um, but on the other hand, the this is kind of like how we can have just as easily go from Steam to Epic. It's just literally the click of a button on my computer. I can go to right. Metacritic and just look up the reviews. Right. Well, and, that's you, you, you can, can get reviews easily, anywhere. And you get but, the, and, but my point my point is is that you can just as easily review there as you could have done um, with Right, Steam but that's not on a store, right? You can look up a review for a game if you want to be an educated consumer, but the thing is if you are on the page of a game and it says people do not not only people don't don't like this, 200,000 people have said they don't like this. And That's a lot different than Metacritic, where you probably get maybe two thousand people rating a game. And this is my argument for it. And um, it's I'm trying to be pro developer on this aspect. Is that when you see the reviews on the storefront, you're you're going to immediately not want to buy the game if it's negative. Um, well, I, I don't. I disagree a little bit. Astroneer, a game that I've wanted to buy for a very long time, went on. I don't even think it went on sale during Steam or, or the Steam Summer Sale, or maybe it did for a little bit, maybe like fifteen percent off. I looked at it. I really was interested in this game. The reviews were mixed, and so I had to look into why because it looked really, really fun. And without the reviews, I wouldn't have found out that the developers at some point. I don't know if this is still going on because it became less concerning to me as I played the game, but. At some point, the developers were using, maliciously using user computers to harvest cryptocurrency. <laughs> so Is they that were using. Even true? Like, I don't know if it was true, but people, there were people who had investigated it, and there was obviously some concern there. I don't so, think it was. A, I don't think that was a true fact. It's poten- there is potential because a lot there actually are. This is a problem with Steam that I think Epic has the benefit of not having to deal with, is that Steam kind of accepts anything, and there have been games that will literally maliciously use a percentage of your processing power to farm Bitcoin or not Bitcoin cryptocurrency for themselves. Mm-hmm. This has been found out before. This this is a true thing that has happened, and I think people were maybe scared because they saw similar practices, but maybe it wasn't actually going through with that whole process but it's it's good to at least have seen that and know that there is something to potentially be concerned about and there is a practice that consumers do not like that needs to be addressed and brought to light that that's what i appreciated about that was that i could read the reviews and see people were concerned about this because it is a really malicious thing to consumers and i i agree with what you're saying um, but I mean, this is going to be a very small percentage of games that are going to be malicious in that form or some way that's like potentially very bad. And yes, I know there are games that have these un, what do you call them? Unbreakable glitches or, or games that just are. Okay. For, forget about that. Borderlands. Yeah. If you are an uneducated, uneducated consumer, you would have no idea that Borderlands 3 just became an exclusive game. Mm hmm. And so the review bombing of Borderlands titles, people would look in at the reviews because, I mean, Borderlands is still at the top selling games list uh, Mm -hmm. on Steam. They would click on it, be like, why are there negative reviews? Look into it and see like, oh, there is a industry practice that is happening that is anti-consumer. Now they are educated on that topic. I think allegedly. I'm also trying to get to the point where... Sometimes, like, when you want to buy a game, it's better to actually read what it's supposed to be about and then buying it based off of that rather than the review. Because I know I've gone and bought games during the Steam Summer Sale or, like, not bought games because I looked at the reviews. I'm like, oh, they're mixed, even though it kind of, like, hit a lot of the buttons that I really like to play in a game. And I was like, oh, the reviews aren't good. I'm not going to get it now. Well, maybe at some point we'll talk about where is the happy medium because I I think there is a point to that. I, I agree with what you're saying. Like, I'm not, I'm not, there's a disadvantage with not having reviews on the thing as well. Right. That I think there's said, a disadvantage to both. I think yeah. you can definitely be manipulated by reviews because consumers are not always on top of everything. Like the Ashenier example, maybe they weren't farming for stuff and people were just paranoid. Yeah. I need to get but through some more things. <laughs> But so there exist. are more things to get through. We can maybe talk about just reviews or no reviews at a later date. Maybe in part two, we'll talk about are these things good or bad. Epic well, we're going to see it. I mean, um, 
I'm assuming it's on the roadmap at some point on uh, Epic it's Games really to late. It's really it. it's it's yeah. it's like a year away or six months to a year away. Yeah, so we can we can see during that six month period like how things are doing with the storefront with Epic Games without this review thing. Because right. I'm assuming by then we'll have some numbers to work with that give. I, us, I like, doubt how they'll release doing. numbers, but we'll they see. Ha- they kind of have to, don't they? Um, no, they, I don't think they have to release those specific numbers. All they have to do is uh, release like how much money has been right. sent through and sent. Or like how much they've not, made. N- uh, yeah, not on the storefront specifically, made. Epic Games period. Right, but that how are you going to determine which is that and which is the other thing? Let me get through some of these things. Okay, okay, okay. Steam offers game-specific forums, meaning players can have a community on a specific game on Steam and talk about various things they can have questions that they ask the community the community can help them out with stuff um lots of information can be shared uh people can get together for events and make friends on these community forums about a game which is pretty cool there's also community groups so groups outside of games meaning you can have a group on steam a whole page dedicated to let's say pewdiepie and you can have all these people interested in PewDiePie talking about PewDiePie and having discussions about PewDiePie. It doesn't have to be game-specific. I actually had some groups back when I was relevant. <laughs> um, there's curated content. Reviewers can review games on Steam and have their stuff verified by Steam, meaning they can have written reviews done and they'll show up. And you could say, like, I want to see reviews by this person because I trust the reviews, etc., so they'll say they can recommend games to you and games like if you want RPG games, right? There is probably a curator out there that has a whole list of the best RPG games on Steam and they have reviews on each of those games. That's cool. Mod distribution and support. Not only do they support modding games, they actually have the Steam Workshop, which allows games to be modded straight from the Steam launcher. So you don't have to download third party modding support uh, launchers, which is pretty cool. Um, Their friends list and chat is very robust. They have group chat options where you can uh, merge friend chats together and chat to multiple people at once. Yeah, just FYI, you cannot, I don't believe you can send a message on Epic Games Store for right now because I think you're my friend and I can't, I don't know how to chat with you. You potentially can within a game. Oh, actually, no, I don't think you can. Never mind. <laughs> right. They're, they're friend, they have a friends list. They and do. And I think they might have basic chat. But other than that, You're that's my all. my friend do. on it, Quinn. <laughs> um, they have out-of-game voice chat where you can voice chat people from your friends list. And you can voice chat them in the game as well. Uh, they have item trading where you can trade in-game items to other players for monetary value and other items. And that's they specifically have, like the cards, right? No, that's items items. Oh, yeah, you can if you have a cool knife in CS:GO, you can trade it to other players for other items or you can put it on the um Steam marketplace and get Steam cash, like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> like you can get tons of money from items on Steam. Mm, yeah, we need to get back to that later off the air where you're going to tell me how to make money off of this. <laughs> I I literally I've I've made probably $500 off of all my Steam items I've sold. Oh, it's not that much, but you know, it was, it was something hours back in the day. <laughs> right, exactly. The, the hours don't equal $500 or way exceed that. Um, but yeah, you can gift items to other people. You can gift games to other people, which you can't do. You can't do on Epic or you can't like buy a game and give it to someone else. It's super easy on Steam. Uh, Steam actually had matchmaking servers for developers that they could use. I don't know if this is still highly active. Like, this is where I'm going to get into some features that are promising, but I don't think they're actually being used all that much, which is one of those being the matchmaking service for developers. Uh, Steam has an integrated API that if you want to make a third-party application that views the Steam launcher differently or you want to do something that integrates with Steam, they have an API. They have Steamworks, so you can just build software around Steam. They've had mobile apps across the board on all types of phones uh, since 2010. And from the mobile app, you can control what happens on your PC Steam launcher if you have it open. So if I'm at work on my phone and my computer is open with Steam, 
I can download a game as soon as it comes out from my phone. It's also the most annoying shit in the world. Um, it's definitely not the the cleanest. You're right. And specifically dealing with passwords. So, like, if you ever log out of your um, Steam profile, right, uh, and you try to get back in, you have to physically go to your phone to get a password, um, like a like a one time password to put into your phone. Uh, right, but that that's just two factor authentication, and that's like standard across the board like you you need that for tons of watches i hate it so much yeah but that's not a problem with steam that's a problem with security i hate it so much that's on blizzard that's on that's everywhere like and two-factor authentication is just because like if you don't then you're pretty much like open to get rammed in the butthole by by people looking for passwords i know i know i know it's it has i think epic has this as well you can turn on two-factor authentication on epic uh, Anyways, I, I haven't had that issue yet, so we'll, we'll come back. You to can that. turn it on. Steam, I think, forces you to do it, but that's also yeah. because they they're combating um, fake accounts and people trying to steal items from other people, and so you have right. to register your. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. They have library sorting and organization features where you can um, build lists within your library. Like if you have a favorites list of games, or if you have um, games I bought during the summer sale, or favorite RPGs. Or VR games, like you can build lists within your library and sort based on games that are installed, games that have been recently played. All uh, There's just several options you can use and several ways to organize your library. And they're actually improving on this um, later this year as well, which is a whole other thing that I'll, I'll get into. But they have easy store navigation where you can browse games by genre, platform, payment model. You can browse by tags because games have tags on them given by users so users can like if a game is a rpg they can put rpg on there and let's say it's also an rpg that has uh anime anime rpg right there yeah, boom I, I don't think even on this the epic game store you can sort by genre no you can't that's crazy yeah it's really really bad i don't know why they they haven't come up with that yet it also steam like like, like uh, epic has given away free games before And not just free-to-play games, but actual free games. There's also been a relaxed barrier of entry, which is also a controversial thing. Epic Games is very against adult games. Right. Epic is is anti-adult games, but Steam has recently changed their view on adult games and now allow adult games on their launcher yeah i remember that at one point they were getting they were like getting really hard on like not <laughs> getting really right hard. any anything with nudity <laughs> was pretty much banned off of steam but they actually i think I, man i was reading an article about this literally i think yesterday and i totally forgot the numbers on it but essentially adult games are one of the highest selling games on steam and it makes them you a mean, ton you of mean money. by genre or something by like genre that. yes okay by genre adult games is like in the top three genres <laughs> wow so okay. it it's like a big money maker for steam which is kind of crazy another thing you can do is you can share your accounts and there's also family sharing so share with your family but also me and chase could share our accounts with each other which meant which means we can give each other our libraries so if I'm offline, Chase would be able to use games from my library and it would say you're borrowing this game from Quinn and I could borrow a game from him and it would say I'm borrowing a game from Chase, which is pretty cool. Um, there's also game streaming, which is... Which no one uses. <laughs> no, this is actually... You'll be surprised about this. So they recently released... Um, oh, you're thinking of just streaming games. That's like not Twitch what I'm talking TV. about. Oh, okay, okay, That's okay. not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Steam has a way where you can, if you have either a Steam link or another computer or another way to view from a one of their devices or supported devices, you can play your games and stream them to any device in your house and play off of there. Hmm. And they recently released, this is now in beta, you can play your entire Steam library from any uh, any approved device, I guess, from anywhere. What is considered an approved device? Uh, device? Do you know at the top of your head? Uh, I believe Steam Link, 
And then there is an app you can download, which is just the Steam Link app, and mm-hmm. that's it. So I think anything that can download that app or wherever that app is currently out, as well as this physical hardware piece called the Steam Link, mm-hmm. both will allow you to stream to any screen or device that that accepts those. Isn't this kind of like Stadia? Yes. Oh, shit. Well, not like Stadia, because essentially your computer is the server instead of paying for Google's server. So, I mean, you'd have to do it at home. No. Your computer, plugged into your Wi-Fi, will stream the game from your Wi-Fi to wherever you are. To to someone else's Wi-Fi, etc. Or 3G or whatever. Okay. Now, if this works that well is a whole other thing. I've seen video of it, and it's definitely a work in progress. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of rough, but I've seen people play Devil May Cry on their uh, Android tablet, I believe it was. So it is possible, and it, this is definitely Steam pushing into that space of the future that we've been talking about with Stadia and Xbox trying to go this this route as well with Scarlet. So to be to be seen, but that mm-hmm. is definitely way beyond what Epic's doing right now. Um. Also, yeah, the fact that you can broadcast your games. And stream to Steam. And I know in the last several years this has been out, this has been pretty much useless. But I see it becoming, you know, growing a little popularity, especially because when you go to a game uh, on Steam, on the Steam store, you can just see someone streaming the game right there in front of you. And I've done that before. Right. I've looked at one of my friends' uh, thing to see what they're doing. Because I'm like, oh, it's really easy. I just right-click and click and I get to join. Right, you can watch your friends. And you can watch your friends and then join a voice chat with them all through Steam if you wanted. Yeah. But also, if you, land, nice if you land on a, a store page of a game, you can watch videos straight from the store page and watch a live stream of that game from the store page. And now, I believe Epic does support videos on their store page, but they're all hosted on YouTube. And they don't have their own proprietary hosting while Steam does. Now, Steam's kind of suck. Steam's video hosting kind of sucks. But at least they have that, which is also an added bonus. Um, There's something called Steam for Schools, where Valve was using Portal 2 to teach kids in schools. And you could sign up for their Steam for Schools program. And they would actually like give you a free program on uh, to help teach kids different things which is pretty cool yeah I that's think that'd also, be a i think that'd be a really fun uh topic to go over sometime someday well th- this is also kind of not shit. steam specifically but like right. education games like right. there are schools where they essentially gamatize right the, the 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 way you learn right and that would the minecraft and did this amazing. as well minecraft yeah. had a had a huge in schools presence um that's probably the biggest game that I ever had like an in school thing but yes, Steam for Schools is was a, is slash was a thing. I don't think it's all that great, to be honest. I don't know that it's all that successful, but it's still there. They this is, I'll, I'll I'll wrap up when I get to the end, and then I can talk about some things. But okay, there's a screenshot system where in any game you play on Steam, you can screenshot moments, and you can share those screenshots, and you put them on your profile, and you can put them in any of the forums, and you can share them anywhere across Steam. There's user created guides. So if you um, if you want to talk about Rocket League and you want to talk about how to get to Grandmaster and this is the way to or, Grand, Grand, Champ, Grand yeah. Champ, uh, I'm thinking of Overwatch. If you want to get to Grand Champ, this is how you do it. Here are my tips. This is me, Rizzo from G2. This is my tips. Boom! User created guide on Steam. Uh, there's wish lists where you can wish list game and add them to your list. You can follow games and their progress and their updates. Um, there's also big picture mode, which is the console mode for Steam and that in itself was steam had consoles steam had steam consoles i forgot what they were called steam boxes i believe they were called and steam machines steam machines which they were made by manufactured by other companies but steam had a spec you had to follow and they had their own operating system steam os where they would play uh consoles would be or they would have a console experience on a steam box there's also vr support they actually have the widest VR support in terms of controllers and setups and all that stuff. And for just a small sum of $900. <laughs> no, if you want VR, VR. But I'm saying that at least they support <laughs> VR and support VR they games. Do. Epic, you can't play a VR game on. Uh, Store has 
non-game items as well. So or, or non game items that are not games are also on steam like for, for example you can get um the rpg maker right um, software films anime music you can rent and uh you can either you can rent videos as well you don't have to even purchase them there's steam music which allows you to play music while you're playing your games they make hardware they make software they have um source 2 they have their own game engine they have their own operating system valve pretty much makes everything and like i was talking about with epic is that the only way valve has been able to do all of this stuff is with all the passive income with all the passive income yeah and this is see a lot of the stuff that they have though with steam a lot of it isn't at least i i'm pretty sure you can say it's not um, completely useful. Some of them. Um, I, I know. No, I agree. I think some of the stuff isn't really applicable to the whole population on Steam. And Epic does not have to go into those areas basically in order right. to be successful. And right. I think one example is Steam Music. If I ever listen to music, I go to Spotify or Pandora. Right. And but Steam Music was released like before this stuff, so it's yes. like. It, it's where they're ex- they experiment in a lot of different places yes right um they but try and- my my point is is that epic does not have to take this route they can probably streamline some of the stuff that is more important to focus on like genre like you said the right. fact that being able epic to search games by genre is just ridiculous <laughs> right um another example would be like what do you think we use for um talking to each other we use discord right you know so um Maybe Epic maybe does Epic need will it, buy maybe they don't need it. Yeah, that would probably be smarter. Um, is to just have something that already exists and then have that implemented into uh, Epic games. I right. think that and, would be smart. And like I was them. saying too, is that Epic is PS is potentially Sony in this fight. Is that they could go the games route and not the additional fluff route and win that battle if they push really, really hard. Yes. They could win. So, yeah, uh, I guess the conclusion to this in some ways is that Steam is clearly winning right now. And Steam is Ep- bigger. It's the bigger yeah. fish. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it started far earlier. That's the biggest reason. And Epic Games can win if it focuses like the PS4 did, which is on games. And then maybe, as a possibility, is buying other, I guess you can say devices or or I don't know companies that have technology that have the existing technology I think it might even be too much to say that epic can win I don't know that they're they're never going to offer the same things that steam does and because of that I don't think they can ever win but I think they can get a larger foothold than they do now yeah I guess like we can at least say that. Like, if I had to project in the next three years or so, right. I would hope that if, like, let's say Steam, if you have a hundred percent market of the video games, Steam controls eighty right now. It would be more like seventy thirty. I think Steam controls like sixty, maybe fifty. Yeah. Fifty. Even There's maybe other. 40 I'm assuming 60. based on a two, just only two things existing, which is right. Steam and Epic, and it would be a seventy thirty. That's what you would hope. That's I think the best that Epic can do. I, I definitely, I think Tim Sweeney probably wants a larger chunk of that. I think he 30%. wants at least 50-50. <laughs> I think he wants, more, yeah, maybe even 60-40 if he's yeah. trying to be greedy. But uh, another thing t- to note, though, is that Steam has somewhat responded to Epic in a few ways. And I think one of those ways, I think there's actually a lot of changes happening with Valve and one of those is definitely around Steam and around their storefront. And with Half-Life 3? No. <laughs> well, that's a whole... That, there's a whole other VR, Half-Life, Half-Life 3 thing going on. But um, one thing they did was that instead of doing all these random experiments that they've been doing, like uh, Steam for Schools or Steam Music, they've pretty much asked the user base what they want to see on steam and so they have this thing called steam labs which to be honest i don't think it's 
all that useful at the moment, but it could serve useful in the future. And Steam Labs essentially offers different experiments that Steam is working on to the Steam uh, consumer base and says, can you test these implementations that we're working on and see what you like about them and see what you don't like about them? Like they have a an AI-assisted game search. So basically an AI will look at your library and look at your most recent games and the hours you have in specific games and will determine what is at what is in the store that you are most likely to enjoy which is pretty cool um they have like other things going on like a kind of like a steam tv where while you're playing a game on the steam page there'll just be like a half hour of different games popping up and their trailers and stuff like that so it's kind of like a weird update slash advertisement thing which i'm not really all that for but it's it's cool to know that they're asking everyone what they want to see and there's also a whole steam library and storefront update that's supposed to come out um within the next year which is i guess steam 2.0 or something like that yeah which so is maybe i think we'll come back to that and right. i think maybe the next time we should come to this in about six months Right. And see what are the big changes. I mean... What are the big changes? Where is Epic? Where's Steam? Yeah. Where am I? Where's Chase? I'm in my I'm in my basement. No. Uh, yeah. So is there anything else you want to add to Steam and Epic? Uh, or do, we, do you think we got to saying that Steam is fucking, you know, balls to the wall right now? <laughs> Epic's balls to the wall. Well... Okay. I don't. I, I don't think. We, I guess. I guess. <laughs> what, what do you mean by balls to the walls? <laughs> that they're just way better. Um, it's like I don't know how you could compare this, but Steam is like the father, and then Epic is like the son trying to aspire to be better, and it's just never going to be as good as the father. <laughs> right. Well, the the thing is that I honestly like Steam is definitely Steam is like a classic meme. You know, it doesn't get old, but Epic is this new meme that's coming up and it just keeps getting funnier and funnier, right? Like, I honestly mm-hmm. think that Epic, if they take all the right steps, they'll be more enjoyable to to play games on, unfortunately. Yeah. As much as I hate to say that, I think if Valve doesn't figure their shit out, because there's so much going on with them, they, they've had problems with games artifact launched terribly and i even though i have like 200 something hours in that game it launched terribly and now is no longer a game essentially and then they threw dota underlords together really quick and that was kind of rushed and they're scrambling and vr is maybe tanking and vr might not be the way of the future like they thought it was and they put money into like brain hardware interfaces and I think they're all over the place and they need to focus on figuring out what can they do right now that will make their platform good, make their games good, and stop dicking around. Yeah. So Epic has an opportunity here to really make some yeah. noise in this Steam area. is vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, at least uh, Epic Games will at least be a household name in the firm in terms of like uh, pretty much Steam. it is already everyone has fortnite on their phone no but i mean on it as a launcher uh, yeah like as a storefront is the storefront that you go to right and on pcs at least i think epic has a really good chance especially with the amount of people playing fortnite the amount of kids playing fortnite yeah. epic has a huge chance to take the young market away from steam immediately and honestly i they have the developer market all they need to do is please the consumers, and damn, I I feel like they have such a good opportunity that yeah. it's probably going to happen. Man, that was 
fucking long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty long. I know how hot is it over there, Chase? Because it is goddamn hot right here. Yeah, I don't have my fan on because I'm trying to keep it quiet in here. Right, same. I don't have my fans on. I have my windows all closed. It is so goddamn hot, and we've been talking for like about an hour. But it was good. I really enjoyed our conversation. Yeah, I think I learned a lot about um, Steam and what they're doing and how much versatility they have. Right. And just being able to compare them to see how much more Epic Games needs to move their ass right. in order to compete is interesting in itself. Right. I think it's interesting to even just look at how, although Epic feels like the the new kid in town really making names for themselves... Ultimately, they have a lot of lot of room they need to cover, a lot of space they need to grow into before they really become Steam-like. Yeah. Well, I agree. And you know the best way to talk about this? What's the to- best way to talk to us, Chase? Is to go on Twitter at BS Gamers Podcast. <laughs> go to BS Gamers Podcast on Twitter. Tweet at us. Who's going to win? Epic vs. Steam. Tonight, tonight, tonight. Or I guess more like three years from now. Three years from now. Three years from now. <laughs> Send us a picture of some boxing gloves or maybe uh, like a picture of, you know, two boxers and one has Epic Games face on it. The other one has Steam's, you know, icon on it. Right. And as long one as it's not out the other. Uh, your genitals, you know, that's <laughs> a, every, anything else is A-OK. Yeah. Send that three years from now, and then we'll not understand what the fuck you're talking about. But maybe we will. Who knows? Or even better, send your pick. Who is going to win? And in three years, we'll tweet back at you and tell you you're wrong or you're right. <laughs> yeah. So make sure to tweet us, guys. And I hope you listen to our next episode. And before you do that, please drop a review. If you've listened thus far, you must like us in some respect. Please drop us a review. It really helps us out. Like as Chase has said before, we're small. We're just starting. We're trying to work into this. We're trying to get better. We're trying to improve. And nothing puts a smile on Chase's goddamn face (laughs) like a a review, a good review. Right, Chase? I think you were about to say smash my face. Um, Don't worry about it. (laughs) Smile on Chase's face. He likes those reviews, kids. Please. Yeah, well... This was fun. I'll talk to you soon, Quinn. See you guys soon. (laughs) 